Chapter 25 The Panther Once the flame had risen, I sat with it as long as I could. This light allowed me to see into the vast spaciousness of this giant cavern, but I wasn't interested in the mounds of ash or bones piled up in heaps throughout this infinite space. Rather, I was most concerned with the fire itself. Before long, the flame withered, and like a pinprick of hope closing off its door, my father's light began to fade. Bewildered as to why it would leave me again, I watched the flame take its last breath. Blackness swallowed me from all sides when the warmth disappeared. Hey Ma, creator of the universe, why do I feel so alone? The dark goddess spoke. That we are so vastly alone is a great gift, a great sorrow, and in the end, a great necessity. To walk inside yourself and meet no one for hours, that is what you must be able to attain. Even without any light, she was like a beacon of hope I could tune into, and whenever I needed her, she was always there listening from within my weary heart. Each time I called out to her sincerely, it was as if she stepped forth to polish the jewel of my heart. She'd even wait beside me in my deepest despair. Often there is no cure for a tender heart, and so she acted as a mirror answering whatever I needed most. Even if it wasn't what I wanted to hear, her voice never lied. Ma, where do you find the truth? I asked. That last truth I stole from Rilke, but it is truth because it comes from the same source of all, she said. But I thought there would be something else to it, because even with your voice, your distant company, and the constant support, well, why can't I see you? Where are you hiding, Ma? We are alone in this space. Let my solitude be a support and a home for you, even in the midst of unfamiliar circumstances. And from this emptiness, you will find all your paths, she answered. But my father's light is the way. He alone is the path. I have seen the power behind his flame, and I cannot sustain it alone. And why have you stopped praying? Why not call out to your father and pray with your entire heart? After all, emptiness is the womb of creation. Every seed of faith will bloom in time, she said. Faith, but mother, I already believe. I will do anything for my father. Oh, please, God, you must forgive me. Then show him, she said. Rising to my feet, I lifted my hands in prayer as I reached up above into the space when I pictured my father and all the light of life. Bending forward, I prostrated my body upon the ashes, laying face down with my hands in prayer behind the back of my head. I spoke aloud, into the bones of my ancestors. Father, I am here to do thy will. Out of the darkness, a flame emerged high atop a mountain of ashes. This was the pinnacle of these ancient ruins, and behind that flame was a pair of yellow eyes. There was no doubt left. My father was with me. But who else was here? Those two yellow eyes paced back and forth behind the flame while I ran to it. The closer I got, the more the light grew. Climbing up the mountain of ashes and bones, I scampered up to the peak where a large black cat was stuck behind the fire. This panther was trapped in a cage. His gaze, staring through the bars, grew so weary that I could hold in nothing more. For him, it seemed as though there were one thousand bars 
and behind the thousand bars, no world. As he paced in cramped circles, over and over, his powerful strides were like a ritual dance around the center of light where a great will stands paralyzed. At times, the curtains of his eyes lift without a sound, and a shape enters, slips through the tightened silence of his shoulders, reaching for the heart, and dies. Ma, he's trapped. We have to save him. Do it, my love. After all, every creature is my only child, she said. High atop the ancient ruins, I passed by the fire and approached the panther who had no interest in me. And what an odd occurrence that this flame emerged just as I caught sight of his yellow eyes. The warmth of the fire was welcoming. There was loving awareness spreading out from the heat. But this poor panther, he seemed dead within. This feline had been here far longer than I could imagine. Anxious strides carried its rigid body back and forth as the pace never settled. Even if this panther could see me, its eyes were vacant as if all hope for freedom was lost long ago. The big cat's head thudded against each bar as it seemed to pass along the inner cage. Was he aware of me, or had he been swept into the madness of the prison from which he'd never returned? We have to do something. Then do it, said the dark goddess. But how? How can we help it? The principle of vibration. The scepter of all power is harnessed by those who understand where vibrations begin, said the dark goddess. And who is this panther? It is forgiveness, the compassionate father of all, she said. Leaning forward on the tip of my toes, my hands held the bars, and I realized the horrific conditions within the cage. No food, no water, with feces covering everything in sight. Who dared to forget my compassionate father? How could any of us abandon his soul after all he's done for us? Whoever has forsaken my father ought to end up in a cage no different than his. I took a deep breath in and spoke to get his attention. Father, forgiveness. No response, and so the panther continued pacing. Creator of all. Still he had not heard me, and so I raised my vibrations when I spoke from my heart and yelled, Allah! The ground trembled beneath me when a vibration rattled up through the mountain of ashes. I could feel the entire earth shaking beneath me, and so I cried out even louder, Allah! Swaying with the energy, the entire cavern surrendered to the vibration while the panther continued pacing to and fro. He was trapped, but his neck twitched from the quake. His awareness was coming back. His mind sensed the change. And even if the panther had gone mad, I could see him waking up to the growing vibration. And so I cried out a third time, Allah! The panther roared when the ashes beneath my feet began to tremble. Trying to steady myself, I held the cage, but the inner earth was thrust into an earthquake. All the ashes, bones, and debris vibrated with a tremor when I fell to my knees. Peering back, the flame had yet to go out, but rather it had grown a hundred times in size. Transmuting between all colors, I watched the flame settle into a dark blue hue, almost black, when the dark goddess emerged from within this fire's light. Garlands of human skulls and bones dangled from her body while ghosts and spirits circled around her. She was thin and ever hungry, with rounded eyes and a ghastly smile. So dark and unknowable, I peered at her essence, but I could barely see who she was. This was the goddess who was hiding and whispering all along. 
Her aura approached the cage when one of her many arms took hold of a single beam. Waiting beneath her, my own body trembled when I saw the black of her eyes peer at the panther under her matted hair while bare canine fangs emerged from her mouth. She looked down at me and winked. The dark blue goddess let out a death-defying screech when the panther roared. Her vibration ripped through the grounds when bolts of thunder shook the space as it felt like the entire cavern would crack beneath us. The black goddess turned violent when her jaw opened wide as she twisted her head sideways and bit the metal beams before the cage split open. The dark goddess disappeared with her legion of ghosts, and then the panther stepped forth to walk free from his cage. Father Forgiveness had been redeemed, but his yellow eyes were still vacant as if the darkness had taken its toll. Standing right beside him, this cat had no interest in me. Rather, the panther gazed straight ahead, as if focusing on something invisible that no one else could see. He was peering over the ashes, staring beyond the light of Brother Fire's flame. After a few moments, the panther stumbled back against the outside edge of the cage and began to press his whiskers along his prison. Claiming it as his home, he continued pacing back and forth, over and over again, even though he was freed from his cage. Moving closer toward him, I sat beside the cage to calm Father Forgiveness, but the creature continued past without noticing me. He stepped over me, then pressed his whiskers against me as if I was one of the bars mounted along his prison. The panther's stride was restless, his search was never ceasing, and whatever he lost was a desperate matter as this cat would not settle until it was found. Had he lost his mind? Was there still hope within his soul? I could see the light behind his yellow eyes, but the poor animal was not quite whole. Those yellow eyes were so focused, looking directly ahead, and so I wondered if this panther spirit was already dead. I reached forward to pet him as the panther ran its whiskers along my hand. He was marking his territory. Again, his skull thudded against each bar until he turned to come back the other way. This time he nudged me when I felt the panther's chest vibrating, purring loud like a motor. Surely his soul had not died. Is he harmless or is he tame? Neither. He's all attractive and he's looking for something very special. We should do our best to learn from him, whispered the dark goddess. When the panther came back across the outer cage for a third time, I raised my hand and pressed it against his forehead in between his eyes. Now the big cat had taken note of me when his eyes changed from yellow to green. Awareness awoke from within the panther when he first looked into my eyes. Gazing into his soul, he pushed his head against mine while the purring rattled against me, spreading through my core. Even among the emptiness of all the bones and ashes, I rejoiced knowing this magnificent feline did not see me as his enemy. I'm going to follow him, Ma. I think this panther has something to say. I'm going to stay with him because I think this panther knows something about the way. Then there's only one thing I ask, said the goddess of the dark blue. Serve him with your whole heart. Otherwise, I will come back to devour you.